Coming up on NBL now, one of the biggest names returns to the NBL, but this time with the 36ers. DJ Vasiljevic is back officially. We talk about that and whether CJ Bruton needs to find more minutes for a next start. Bryce Crotton calls for patience in Perth. Two big men are back for Melbourne United and South East Melbourne. And are the Sydney Kings ahead of schedule? We talk about all that and more on NBL Now. It is Wednesday, October the 18th. Just like that, round four is not too far away. We've got a lot to get through today. I'm Jack Heverin, alongside a man who I actually see more of this season than I see of my own family, Derek Rucker, former MVP of this league. Ruck, good to see you. Good morning, Jack. How's it going? Well, my kids remembered me a little bit, but they said they want to talk more about you because they see me more with you than with them at the moment. I hope they don't mistake in our heads, you know, like <laughs> We're getting a lot of flack about our about our Jones, Jack. Yeah, well, we go to the same hairdresser, so that's uh, bound to happen. Hey, let's talk DJ Vasiljevic straight off the top. The boys on NBL Overtime spoke about it in great depth as well. Olga Nulic has been all across this story from the start. He will become an Adelaide 36er. Sydney had the right to keep his rights. They chose not to. Adelaide have now put a contract in front of him. It's just a question of whether DJ is cleared to play tomorrow night or Saturday. Or we have to wait another round. Well, this transaction has been out there for a few weeks. We've been hearing that it was going to happen and that there were holdups. Look, I'm not sure the blood is real great between DJ and the Sydney Kings. Obviously, there was some trickery going on from the Sydney Kings perspective. They were talking about, you know, perhaps matching the offer when we knew that was never going to happen. Uh, DJ has been somewhat vocal about how he feels about the organization. So now that that's all behind them. We can finally see if DJ can add value to a Sixers team that's probably feeling pretty good about themselves. But Jack, they desperately need help on the offensive end, and that's what DJ can provide. Okay, so last week on the show, we all debated whether DJ was the right fit for for Adelaide or not. I guess we kind of have to move past that now because he is coming. How does he fit, and does this recruitment show us that Adelaide are going to stick with a mccarran Kadee point guard role? So Adelaide's situation is this. They're very good defensively. They're number four in the competition in defensive ranking and not far off being second in the league. Their problem is they are, uh, they are abysmal offensively, Jack. They can't shoot the ball. They shoot it poorly from the three. Their offensive rating is the worst in the competition, so enter DJ Vasiljevic, and he is the perfect piece to slot in right now. The problem being, he can't adversely impact their defensive flow. He needs to continue to make a contribution and play with the effort that the others that are already in the lineup are doing and keeping them in games. And Jack, I've maintained all along, Adelaide aren't that bad. Mm. And they've got a chance. They've got a chance this week to make some ground. So... On the Adelaide 36ers, we saw a breakout game from Trenton Flowers last Saturday. It was a game-changing performance, particularly in the fourth quarter. With DJ coming in and then the Flowers performance, how does the juggle of minutes go for CJ Bruton? Well, Trenton Flowers played his most minutes the other night against Illawarra. I think he got 20-plus minutes a game. He'd been averaging about 10 going into that game. Used very sparsely, and I don't think Jack, that CJ can afford to give him extended minutes just yet. It's certainly a thing where you got to continue to show. And I think he's a spark plug that you can inject into the game 
Let him go wild. I think I mentioned it on moments that matter. Let him run uncaged and free. Mm. Don't have to think it through too much. And if he knocks down some jumpers like he did the other night, roll with it for as long as you can. Okay, but Flowers, right now, I think it would be a mistake to extend his minutes prematurely. Keep him contained. Keep him hungry. And hopefully you can see more of these performances. It's a long season, Jack, and there's still time to augment his playing time as we get deeper into the season. Just a little tidbit on Adelaide too for NBL now. Listeners, for those who saw overtime last night, Olgan Yulich reporting that Adelaide are interested in an import five, not necessarily a starting centre because they have Isaac Humphreys, but someone to play backup minutes, which I found interesting. Well, we had heard that the DJ move was going to be the final one. And again, I point to... Another DJ, Jack, and I've been on this case for weeks. Daniel Johnson is sitting at the crib in Adelaide ready to play basketball. He is a local. He understands what's going on in the league. He is a professional scorer. He's a rebounder. He would be ideal as a seventh or eighth man as a backup to Isaac Humphreys and Jacob Wiley. Get him back into the program. Not to mention, Jack, the PR exercise, and I hate to be corny like this, but it's massive. You bring him back right now with the signing of DJ Vasilievich, this is a major boost to the self-esteem of the basketball community in Adelaide. It makes a lot of sense, I reckon. Now, speaking of proud basketball communities, the Western Australian basketball community is a proud and passionate bunch. They're not super happy right now with the Perth Wildcats, particularly after Sunday's loss to the Sydney Kings, which you and I saw Bryce Cotton spoke in Western Australian media yesterday, said there needs to be some patience and it will come together. My question is, do they have time to be patient? Not really, Jack. They need to get it popping quick because those losses, especially at the hands of the Sydney Kings, when they lose to Sydney Jack, it's things a little bit worse. And I thought the way that it looked on Sunday was not great. They really never had a chance in the second half. They made a run. But we were there. We had a real good feeling of the climate in the building and the feel of that game. And Sydney were in total control. Um, now, they're, they're probably most hated team they play on uh, this round in Adelaide. And this is a big one. It's a rivalry game. And we just mentioned how Adelaide are, are feeling enthusiastic about their chances. Perth have to go in there and get this one. I think with the personalities they have, the way that team is emotionally constructed, I think if they drop a game to Adelaide, it could have real harmful effects going forward on that team. And we still don't know what's going to happen with Christian Doolittle. Yeah, which is a day-to-day proposition at the moment. Just a quick one on Perth. Does the does the Trevor Gleeson presence, even though he hasn't said publicly that he's looking for a job at this stage, and we believe that there's a a payout from his NBA role with Toronto. But the fact that he's in Australia, the fact that he's living in Perth, and that he's even doing a bit of commentary with us and he's courtside seeing everything, is that putting more pressure on not so much the Wildcats, but definitely John Reilly? Well, John really got his contract extended, and I'm not going to come in here and say that John's job is in jeopardy because I think he's doing a good job. And look, I think there's some areas where he can still improve upon as a coach, but he's a young head coach. He'll figure it out. He's intelligent. He's passionate about what he's doing. 
But I think the specter of Trevor Gleason being in the country would probably mm, get the Red Army talking more so than those actually within the franchise. But Jack, it is a it is a valid point that you bring up. But I think Trevor, you could put his specter over a lot of different clubs in yeah. the NBA because Perth are not the club struggling the most. There are some other teams out there that are looking quite shaky also. Let's talk about a couple of teams that are looking, well, certainly one that's looking pretty good, albeit a loss uh, against Tasmania. But Melbourne United, bringing back Joe Lawala-Chul, who is ahead of schedule, looks set to play this weekend. Melbourne play Illawarra on Friday, and they're at, they're at home against New Zealand on Sunday. Big inclusion. I'm shocked. When I heard that he might play this weekend, you know, I thought we were talking December a couple of weeks ago. So full credit to him and that Melbourne United uh, training staff for getting him up to speed. Jack, this changes things immensely because I thought it was just vital for Melbourne United to kind of hover in the top three until JLA mm. back. Um, and also when they start their road trip, when the Australian Open kicks in. So I thought if they could just be around the top three up to that point, they'd be in a great situation. Jack, let me tell you right now, when Christmas comes, Melbourne United are going to be number one in the competition, which sounds crazy and contradictory to what I said last week. <laughs> I believe are the best team in the competition. But with this new info with JLA, Melbourne United are going to, they're going to win the regular season title. And by Christmas, they'll be in first place and they'll hold that spot down. There's a massive game changer for them, no doubt. No Matthew Delavadova, it looks like, with concussion protocols for potentially one or both games. This weekend, speaking of big inclusions, Big Sauce, Alan Williams is back for the Southeast Melbourne Phoenix, should play tomorrow night against the Adelaide 36ers. Two teams looking to make moves. Uh, I spoke to assistant coach Adam Gibson yesterday, and he felt like things were looking really gloomy there when Sam Warnberg puts his finger all the way in Tyler Cook's brain. And I just think that their fortunes have changed significantly with that one big victory over Tasmania. Now they get Sauce back. We know his quality. They get Moeller back. They got Gak back last week. Jack, they got a legitimate playoff team now. And unfortunately, that's bad timing for the Brisbane Bullets, who seen it spiraling the other way. And Brisbane almost find themselves in the same position that Southeast Melbourne were playing against Tasmania last round. Brisbane need somehow to pull this victory off just to feel good about themselves and stabilize. So are they the team to watch in the next two or three weeks, do you think, the Phoenix, to watch them improve? Gary Brown's been playing really good basketball. Will Cummings has been solid. Now they're going eight, nine deep. And confidence is crazy, Jack. You know how it works. Um, and I just feel it's, it's a real chance for Southeast Melbourne to put some real pressure on teams like Cairns to put pressure on a team like New Zealand. They're in that next tier of teams trying to compete with the big boys. So uh, keep your eyes out for the Phoenix. Now let's finish with the Sydney Kings. Uh, we've seen them a lot in the last few weeks, obviously on Sundays. Your podcast, the Derek Rucker podcast, is back, which is very cool. Your first guest was Brian Gorgian, and he had some interesting things to say about the Kings and the way that they're playing. Well, he was at the game a couple of weeks ago in person in Sydney, and I think based on that, he became quite impressed with how they were playing. And in fact, on my podcast, he told me that the Sydney Kings playing style right now 
is exactly how he wants the Australian boomers to play. So that was quite fascinating. He really loved the pace. He loves the ex, ex, the early exploration on offense and then the patience to move the ball and then look for opportunities to score. He also had high praise for Jonah Bolden, Jack. He, he believes Jonah is way ahead of schedule, and he thinks he's one of the keys for this early excellence in standard from the Sydney Kings. You can check that out, uh, iTunes, Spotify, however you download your podcast. Once you fis- finish listening to NBL Now, head over and download the Derek Rucker podcast as well. Rucker, always great to have you on NBL Now, and we'll see you on Sunday in Sydney. See you then, Jack. Thanks for being with us. We'll catch you tomorrow.